I hear people say that they're all about the relationship with their horse. It sounds nice, but what does it really mean? After all, there's all kinds of relationships. In this episode, I'll muse about what kind of relationship I want to have with my horses. So here we go, episode 81, Relationship. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. Okay, so this is definitely going to be one of my meandering musings <laughs> episodes uh, with a possibly a bit of overthinking involved. But I figured of all the things to spend time overthinking about, I think horses is a pretty good choice. So recently, I was thinking about how so many people say that they're all about the relationship. And I mean, I include myself in that list, right? So I think I'm all about the relationship with my horses. But the more I thought about it, the more I wondered, what does that really, really mean? I mean, relationship is pretty big topic. In fact, the definition of relationship, as you guys know, I love to look up words in the dictionary or Google them. <laughs> So relationship just means the way in which two individuals feel and behave towards each other. All right, so there's lots of different ways to feel and behave towards each other. There can be positive relationships and there can be abusive relationships. So just saying that we're about the relationship, I don't think is quite enough information. So then I started thinking, well, how would I describe, you know, the relationship that I have with my horses besides just, you know, good. <laughs> and then I thought, well, let's see, there's student teacher kind of relationships. There's parent child, there's friend to friend, there's marriages, there's business partner. I've heard lots of times people say my horse is my business partner. Okay. <laughs> there's trainer trainee. There's a leader um, and a volunteer, right? Somebody who raised their hand and said, I want to be led. There's boss, employee. There's owner, slave. And even within all those different types of relationships, there's high-functioning, positive versions of that. And there's really low-functioning, abusive versions of that. So I think, you know, we could all probably agree that we want to have positive versions of whatever kind of relationship we want to have with our horse. But I, I think it's worth thinking about this a little bit. Or like I said, overthinking about this a little too much. So the more I started overthinking it, I had to admit that I, I actually realized I wasn't really sure what kind of relationship that I have with my horse. It, it got a little complicated. I actually... 
um, ask some other people on my team, like, well, what kind of relationship do you think you have with your horse? Is it like a parent child? Is it like a leader volunteer? Is it like a boss employee? And, you know, I, of course I gravitated away from the ones that sounded like owner slave. Like I really don't want that to be how it is. But then I, I had to admit when I thought about what those kind of relationships actually look like in real life away from horses, you know, I thought, I, I thought to myself, you know, at the end of the day, I lock the door, right? I put them somewhere and that door is shut and they cannot get out and they cannot leave. And even if they don't like me, they cannot leave unless I decide to sell them. So that was like, oh man, that didn't really feel so good because I would like to feel like I'm much more on the, my horse is a volunteer and he's enjoying and all this stuff. But I thought, I can't really move away from the fact that I put them where I want to put them and I lock the door. So as much as I want to give my horses freedom and choice and I want them to have a voice, my whole training system is based on trying to incorporate as much freedom and choice as possible and to listen to my horses and allow them to communicate. It's also true that I lock them up. Okay, I lock them in like over 10 acre fields. but I lock them up and I choose their friends. So it's not, I have to admit that I am not standing out in Wyoming somewhere in the middle of a vast expanse and some feral or wild horse comes up to me and says, Hey, could you help my biomechanics? (laughs) Can you, can you, can you ask me to do some stuff? Oh, so I, I didn't like that I had thought in that direction, but you know what? It's true. So what am I going to do with that hard truth? You know, just because I lock them in and just because I hold the keys, just because I do make the rules and I do control their life, it still doesn't mean that I have to adopt the boss or the slave owner mentality. So then I thought, well, maybe in that way, it is a little bit like a parent-child relationship, right? So I want my horses to grow up and learn and be able to move through the world in a positive way and become the best they can be. But like a parent, I can also have rules for the household and I can control their activity. Uh, I've heard that that's possible with children when they're young enough. I am not a parent, (laughs) but I was a child. And I know that there's a certain age where they can lock you up. (laughs) They put you in rooms or in playpens that you can't climb out of. There's house rules, there's curfews. And then at some point, you know, (laughs) you can't do that anymore. So I, well, maybe it's like I'm a parent to a young child. And then I thought, well, I want to, I want my horses to do what I ask them. And I do pay them well for their effort. So maybe I really do have kind of a boss-employee relationship. In episode 69 of this podcast, I talked about working relationships. And I, I kind of made the analogy that I'm like my horse's personal trainer. And I think that really does apply 
for the horses that are in training and exercise programs with me, but I have some horses that are retired and they're not in personal training with me. Huh. So what's my relationship with them? So I guess, I guess the important thing to remember when you have horses is that horses never ask for any of this and that they really don't hold the, the keys. (laughs) We control them. But I think that makes me want to just be even better for my horses. So I'm not under the illusion that they are my total friend, right? Because friends can come and go. They have total free choice. So if I'm feeling like just the nature of a horse and a human in this situation, in my property, with my gate closed, that if I'm going to be, you know, a little bit of a boss if there's a a boss employee kind of relationship, then I want to be a boss that pays really well. That my horses feel like, you know what? She tells me stuff to do, but at the end of the day, you know, I got compensated (laughs) fairly. And, you know, I've had people kind of scoff at that idea of paying my horse. I love paying my horses. And there's lots of different currency we can use to pay our horses. So, of course, we're not going to pay them in money, They don't care that we bought them a new shiny saddle or, well, maybe they care about a saddle if it fits better, but they're not going to care about brass knobs, you know, or fancy things, but they might be want to be paid in adventures or, um, extra grass or really good cookies or really good scratches or whatever it is that that individual horse thinks is valuable and every horse is different. And if I admit that my relationship with my horse has a bit of a parental quality, right? Because I get to tell them what to do and I do get to lock them up, but I do want them to learn and I do want them to grow and become the best that they can be. Then as that parent, I want to make sure that whatever limitations I put on them are primarily for the purpose of their safety, right? Because that's what parents do. That's what good parents do, (laughs) right? We impose, we, as if I'm a parent. I'm not a parent. Well, to my horses. I submit that I have a parental role with my horses. But parents put rules down primarily for the safety, for the safety of the child. And I think, you know, when I look at my people relationships and other other people relationships, I think it's possible for people to have bosses and to have parents and to have co-workers, partners, etc. that actually, well, that feel more like friends and partners. So sometimes lines are blurred and I think students and teachers, you know, it, people in student-teacher relationships find this. So like they becomes very friendly. Even boss-employee can become very friendly there's a lot of people who would call their one of their parents at least their best friend. So then there's some more words I need to look up. Well, what does that really mean to be a partner? And what does it really mean to be a friend? So I googled it. So when I look up partner, it talks about a pair of people engaged together in the same activity. All right, so if I'm a partner with my horse, it just means that it's me and a horse engaged together in the same activity. 
Well, that sounds about right. And I think that incorporates the idea that, you know, if they're engaged together, I'm going to imply in there that engagement also um, takes in mental and emotional engagement, right? So if their horse is mentally, emotionally, and physically engaged, there's a, there's some form of enrollment. They're enrolled they're agreeing upon it in some way, but at least we're in there together. We're engaged together in the same activity. And I think the same activity is an important thing too. It's not, um, I'm doing this thing and making you do this other thing. I'm not a trainer saying you need to canter. I'm a partner saying, let's canter. Let's jump. We are going to do dressage. So a pair of, I'll say, individuals engaged together in the same activity. So I love the partnership relationship. So I'm like, all right, this makes sense. I already think of my horses as partners. And now I can confirm that partnership relationship is a pretty good description. But I think there's more. I think it's still worth overthinking. So I looked up what the defini definition of a friend is, because I was sort of thinking, you know, I call my horses my friend, I'll call them, hey friend, hey buddy, but I'm thinking, oh, well, they're not really friends. So I thought, well, are they? <laughs> Let's look it up. So the definition of a friend is a person who has a strong liking for and trust in another person. Well, separate, you know, uh, substitute, <laughs> that's the word, substitute the word horse for one of those persons. So friend, a horse who has a strong liking for and trust in a person, or a person who has a strong liking for and trust in a horse. That fits. I think that definition fits. And just like with people, I've seen situations where one person says, oh, Susie's my best friend. And then you ask Susie and she's like, I hate that lady. <laughs> so uh, an important thing in a friendship is that the feeling is mutual, right? So then they, you really are a friend because you each have a strong liking for and trust in the other person. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are gonna be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. So no matter what type of relationship I have with my horse and 
you know, what type, you know, cause they could go down this road. Am I a friend? Am I a partner? Am I a boss? An employee? You know, there's the, the type and then there's the quality. So my brain kind of jumped to the quality. I sort of thought, okay, I can, I can handle the partner friend. I think that's, that's a good place to start and to describe my relationship with my horses. I like that. And what makes you a a good partner? What makes you a good friend? So I thought about what are essentials for any healthy relationship. And I think a healthy is positive. And I Googled about this too. And I landed on uh, five things that most people agreed were essentials for healthy relationships. And I think they totally apply to horses. And so those five things are open communication, listening and feeling heard, working through disagreements, trust, and respect. So I think those, those are five pretty cool ingredients for a healthy relationship. And I think those ingredients apply, you know, to any type of relationship, you know, with friends, yeah, parental relationship. Even if you hire a personal trainer, I think you want to have those qualities, certainly in a marriage. <laughs> and I think even as a boss employee, right? We need open communication. We need to listen, be able to listen and feel heard, be able to work through disagreements and have trust and respect. That's what's going to make it a fun, positive relationship. Now, that last word there, respect, that word in the horse community can be a, a little bit of a funny word. <laughs> it, it's used in a lot of different ways in the horse world. I think people have different ideas about what it really means. I think in the horse world, the word respect can be used almost synonymously with like obedience maybe even submission, discipline. So when people say, oh, that, that horse needs to respect you more, I got to get that horse's respect. It's often said in that kind of tone, and it's really code for that horse needs to do what I say. <laughs> I think you guys can probably have heard it used like that. So I looked up what respect means. I have so much fun on Google. So respect means, the definitions I found, was um, you accept somebody for who they are, even when they're different from you or you don't agree with them. It's about allowing others to disagree or, uh, sorry, allowing others to agree to disagree, but to work together without undermining each other. I'm going to read that again without the flub. When you respect somebody, you accept somebody for who they are, even when they're different from you or you don't agree with them. It's about allowing others to agree to disagree, but to work together without undermining each other. I love that. I think that's what I want with my horse. A respectful relationship where my role is to keep them safe and to work towards my horse developing a strong liking and trust with me, but where we can work through our disagreements. I mean, 
I'm a horse trainer. My job is to present things that they don't yet know how to do or don't naturally want to do and to somehow not get them to do it, but get them to agree to do it. Willing cooperation. There's an example today. I just thought of this. I, I have a almost two-year-old, so she, um, Philly, she'll be two in April. So another couple months or six weeks or something like that. And so every now and then I just go on little walks with her. I'll put the halter on. I'm like, let's just go for walkies. And uh, today when I went out into the big field and away from the other horses, uh, she disagreed. <laughs> she disagreed with that decision. And she's sassy and she rears and she stomps her feet. And, and I kept thinking like, there's a lot of choices of exactly how I could handle this. Right. So I could have uh, corrected her or punished her or made her made her really regret rearing or 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 or, you know, do I touch her with the stick? Do I make her go? Do I make her stand? Do I see it as a threshold and retreat and then reapproach? I mean, so many choices. And I thought there's a lot of choices of things I could do that could work. And there's a lot of choices of things I could do that might not work. And some, some of them, you know, are just out of my realm of what I would say would be a reasonable choice. And then there's a whole bunch of choices that could work. And I don't know which one's going to work until I try it with that horse and me on this day in the situation. But there she was disagreeing with me. And the biggest thing, you know, with the, with the new filly, a young thing, it's like, it's always a great sort of fresh start. We always have fresh starts with all our horses, but she's such a clean slate and she's just showing me who she is, you know, without damage already being done. And I thought, all right, well, she's going to rear and what's my message? You know, is it going to be, Hey, you don't do that. Or is it going to be, this is my boundary or is it going to be, you know, so I just, try to open my heart. I just decide with her, like, I just want her to think, like, I don't even know why I'm doing this, you know, so I don't want to give her more reasons to think that this is a bad idea. I just want her to feel the love and that I can see her disagreement. I can hear what she's saying. I can still hold on to the end of the rope and say, well, there's a limit to how far you can go but I'm not going to take it personally. I don't think you're trying to do bad things to me. And so we work through our disagreement. And what I aimed to do was my moving massage technique, which was very warm and fuzzy kind of technique where I'm just trying to release tension. <clears throat> so every time she reared, I just sort of went off in another direction. Had to like state my boundaries a couple times because she got a little close but mostly I'm just like, I love you. Why do you think this is not a good idea? And I did some moving massage and she started to stretch and then she um, still fussed a little bit. And then I just stayed open and did it again. I say, I get it. All the boys are over there and you want to hang out with the boys and not necessarily with me and just try to give her some yummy good feelings. And within a few minutes, she was all soft and yummy and let it go. And we finished our walk and went way up to the top of the hill and ate Spanish moss together. Well, I didn't eat it, but I let her eat it. 
And then Solana wandered up there and it was like no big deal. And she walked like a champion and it was over with. So I think that, you know, I think that was a good demonstration of a respectful moment. I accept them for who they are. She's not a bad horse. She's different than me because she's a horse. She didn't agree with me. I didn't agree with her. <laughs> she didn't want to go for the walk and I didn't want her rearing. But we worked together without undermining each other. She managed to, to state her opinion without attacking me or trying to get away from me or feeling like she didn't feel like she needed to get away from me. She just wanted to state her opinion. And I didn't undermine her. I didn't make her feel, you know, wrong in that, you know, she was punished. I didn't make her feel punished for it. I just thought, hey, you got ideas. I got ideas. And my game is, can I respectfully see if I can get you to like my idea and agree upon it, not submit to it. So I love that definition of respect. So a partnership, when I, when I'm think about tying all this together, I think about, you know, wanting that respectful relationship where my role is to keep them safe and to work towards my horse developing a strong liking and trust in me. So it's like a partnership. We're engaged in the same activity. It's respectful and it's kind of like a friendship. If I bring all those definitions together, right? So a partner is a pair of individuals engaged together in the same activity. A friend is someone who has a strong liking for and trust in the other. And respect is when you accept somebody for who they are, even when they're different than you and you don't agree with them and you allow others to disagree and still work together without undermining each other. So it's kind of like a partnership based on respectful friendship where we like and trust each other. We accept each other for who we are. Even when we don't agree, we still can work together. And it's a relationship kind of like a good parent where I create boundaries that keep my horses safe. And like a good boss, I pay them really well. So, so I guess I'm at the end of all this, I, I guess I'm a partner, friend, parent, boss, personal trainer person <laughs> for my horse. <laughs> so congratulations, Karen. I thought about this for a long time. I overthought about it for a long time and I ended up with something even more complicated than I started with. So it went from, I want a good relationship with my horse to I'm a partner, friend, parent, boss, personal trainer person for my horse. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be thinking about this some more, but I'm going to leave that here and see what you guys come up with and see what you guys come up with when you think about what kind of relationship you have with your horses and how to make it the most positive, amazing relationship as possible. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. 
Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.